and basketball analysis with over 70 years combined experience. This is the Bob Ryan and Jeff Goodman podcast. NBA, some college, a little bit of everything. You know, what can I say? But it wasn't going to happen here with him. I was okay with it because it wasn't about talent, I didn't think. All right, let's, let's get right to it. Hey, everybody. We got some real basketball to talk about. It's Yay! Yay! Bob Ryan, Jeff Goodman, Tangway along for the ride, Zoom and podcast. Uh, sponsored by FanDuel, the official partner of the CLNS Media Network. Snap into action this NFL season with FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers get $200 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place a $5 bet. That's $200 in bonus bets, win or lose. Okay, guys, we're going to be talking about the season opener for the Celtics. Uh, we are recording this the morning after. So uh, let's just get some opening thoughts on what we saw from this club. Bob, I'll let you go first. Obviously, it was a win over the New York Knicks on the road. I'll start by accentuating the positive. I'll channel my inner Johnny Mercer. The biggest positive was I'll take 81 more of those from Fuzingas. <laughs> I knew you were going to say that. Well, good. I have to. I, he, he, he was, I'll take that. I'll take no more. I had to be any better. No more. I'll take 81 of those. Right as he, everything, both sides, both ends of the floor. Number two, they are so freaking lucky the Knicks shot free throws the way they did. Or else they lose. To me, that was the difference in the game. That was the most important. Of all the things we can say were the difference in the game, that's number one in my mind. They're lucky they won. I don't feel real good about what I saw uh, I, I, in general. They won. Hooray. Nice. They escaped. Survival. Blah, blah, blah. They got, I don't want 81 more of those total team performances, but I'll take 81 more Pazingas. I mean, here, here's what I'll say is, is Porzingis looked phenomenal coming out of the gates. Drew Holiday looks like he's going to need some time to figure out his role. And, and obviously, the difference here is they got Drew, what, three weeks ago? Yeah. You know, they had all summer to prepare to be able to figure out how Porzingis fits into this offense. Drew just got thrown into it. So I think it's going to take some time uh, for him to look comfortable uh, Porzingis was awesome. Again, you know, I, I think what we see here, the biggest takeaway for me on Porzingis isn't that he can shoot the ball from three. We know that. Knew that. It's defensively. It's yeah. defensively how he can move, how he can. He's much better than we remember him being when he was relevant, a relevant player, right? He's matured as a player into a much more well-rounded player. I know it's one game, but you can see it. This well, last I'm year we saw there was an improvement with Washington. As Bob stated, you know, not a lot of us were checking out the Wizards. No. But last year he played well for the Wizards. Well, this is what I was told he was in on defense. I, I said, "Oh, that sounds good," but we wanted to see it. We saw it. Uh, he has much more lateral mobility than you think. And 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 after all, and start with the fact he is seven feet three, and uh, and he's smart. I think he's. I, I so. Um, yeah, that was encouraging, and that, that was a big bonus. You know, yes, as Jeff said, is 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 trading, yeah, you know, stock and trade, the shooting right. threes, fine. But he played a nice bad game of a big man basketball last night, as well as yeah. you know shooting the threes. So that was that was very encouraging. Well, I mean, look, last year that's a game they lose. Yeah, well, and, and they're like okay. they lost anyway if the Knicks shot free throws. That's what Bob. Well, that too, but the Knicks also Bob were lights out from three. Too, yeah. which isn't usually the case, but they have to play better perimeter defense for the South. Now, now here's, a, here's something. Here's a number I'm going to give you. 12. 12. That's how many bench points they had. 12. Yeah, that, that's going to be an issue. The fewest? I mean, that, that, that's by the way, was it the fewest in the league? The answer is yes. Really? 
The next yeah. fewest, the next fewest was Toronto with 16. The next fewest after that was was uh, Minnesota with 21. Well, now we had a we had an abnormal peak. The, the Nets had 65 because Cam Thomas had 36 himself in 25 minutes. But uh, now Hauser and I'm a believer in Pritchard. I'm a fan of his. He was over three on threes, and Hauser was over four. And I do think they're going to be better. But but that was. I, we we got to have better. You know, you can't live with 96 from the starters and 12 from the bench. I'm sorry. Jeff, do you feel it is now uh, consistent throughout the NBA that every team has a four or five minute span where they look like they forgot how to play? Because that's my frustrating thing with the Celtics. And that's yeah, what but happened every, last like night. You, you just said it, though. You just said it. Even the really good teams. And, and sometimes it's, you know, you, you take one superstar off the floor Obviously, they're a different team without Tatum. We know that. My my biggest concern still, man, you look at Jalen Brown at the end of that that game, and you're just like, does this dude even know how to play basketball at times? Like he just he he just plays like he's never ever played basketball. I mean, that pass, two of them, two bonehead passes, one in inbounds, and and the one previously where he literally. He threw it right to somebody. I mean, it's like a, a free safety, you know, like like stepping in and making the easiest pick ever. And then on the closeout, like I, I just again, I've said it. I've tried to be nice in saying it. I, I don't believe this guy's a top twenty-five player in the NBA. I, I really don't. I don't. And, and I don't know if I can come up with twenty-five today. I, I think I could. Once like Brad Beal's healthy, I, I still would take Brad Beal over him. You guys know that. Yeah, um, because Brad Beal, no, listen, again, as much as it is about the fact that Jalen Brown can't dribble with his left hand, which we know, he can't pass the, he doesn't make people better. He doesn't. And I'm tired of people saying, like, well, Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum, or somebody said last year, the same player, or do the same thing. No, they don't. Jason Tatum makes people better consistently. Jalen Brown does not do that on any sort of a consistent basis. In fact, last night you just look at it and you're like, man, like his basketball IQ sometimes just bewilders me. $300 million plus whatever the number is. I didn't want to get into that. I mean, again, it was just stupid. I get they had to max him out, right? You had to max him out. But why do you have to give him the full max? Well, for what? I I wondered about that. Because you felt bad? Because Brad Stevens didn't want to offend him? That's what it was. Ultimately, it was about not offending Jalen Brown instead of, again, I know it wasn't his money. Uh, Well, we don't want to offend him, so we're going to give him the full max to a guy that, again, didn't really warrant getting the full max. I agree. And and, and to me, what Jalen Brown should be is if Tatum's not scoring, then he is. But that's not the case. And the fact is they took him off the floor last night because late in the game they couldn't afford a turnover. You're paying a guy over $300 million in a He's your third match. best offensive player. He's your third best offensive player. I will say that now. Porzingis is better offensively. I was trying to think of somebody ahead of him and make him the fourth. <laughs> well, no, Drew, Drew isn't there, obviously. Yeah, yeah, Drew, he's not there. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, no, Porzingis is a better offensive player than him. I mean, he's that's a better offensive player. Of right. course. I mean, we knew that coming in. The, Bob, the money paid to Jalen Brown was all on potential. It hasn't been what he's accomplished. It, uh, I'm, I'm, 
I'm kind of, I, I'm not saying I'm in the middle here, but I'm you're kind torn. of torn. You're torn on it though, aren't you? I am torn on it. Yes. Uh, but I'm more like, I don't know. I, I he did have his you trust him, Bob. Here's I, my he, take with Jalen Brown. Do you trust him in a big spot and you say, hey, let's put the ball in his hand. Jason Tatum is hurt or whatever. Let's put the ball in his hand to go make a play with the game on the line in the NBA finals. Are you are you feeling good about giving Jalen Brown the ball to go make a play, whether it's for himself or for somebody else in his team? Well, if he sees a lane to get to the basket, maybe. But uh, <laughs> a, no, I'm, I'm a right-handed lane. A right-handed lane. A right-handed lane to the yeah, basket. To the hoop. He's, he's very good. Yes. No, I, I got. But I, yeah, but how he did? They don't hand you 25 points a game. He said he got them somehow. So um, that's why I'm hesitant to, to completely trust. No, this was a bad game. This was a bad game by him. And again, it's one game. So I, I do want to make that clear. He's going to have some the really thing. good games. This is the thing. Okay, and maybe I'm just an old, maybe I'm just a grumpy member of the media. When you get paid that kind of money, yeah, you're gonna get people on your butt, and you don't get double teamed. You don't get double. You're the the wealthiest player in the NBA next year, and you're never gonna see a double team because of Jason Tatum. Right, right. You better be pretty damn good if you're not facing double teams, and you are the richest player in the NBA next year. Like I don't know. Again. Maybe I'm too hard on him. I just feel like he has not progressed enough. And, and his shooting, again, his three-point shooting was pretty good early because nobody thought he was a three-point shooter. Uh, now he's kind of come down to earth. And I think what he is is a 35 36%, you know, somewhere around 35 probably three-point well, I mean, shooter. he's got a little bit of the Antoine Walker disease. You know, he makes the first two and everybody thinks, oh, you know, he's got better. He is a three-point shooter. Then he can miss the next eight. Right. So, I'm just going to remind. I'm, I'm just going to be a bit of a contrarian yep. and and digging. Uh, he averaged 27 points a game last year. They didn't come from the scorer graciously cheating him for him. So, it, it, but it's correct. But your question, Jeff, the, your your proposal is correct. I would not want to trust him. If, if that's all I'm saying. Like I mean, I'll grant you that. I'll grant you that. But. It's not like he's not an asset, but he's not the asset. He got 34% from three last year. That was the lowest of his career. I mean, yeah. what did he average against Miami last year in the playoffs? You know, that to me. That's the thing. If you know how to play him right, if you have the personnel and you know how to play him correctly, it, it's going to be very difficult for him to well, be. And, and, and again, the great and, thing for him, the great thing for him is now he's got Porzingis. Yeah. So to be honest, over the course of time here, He's going to get even more uncontested shots. Or so he, he could be get, pretty or, good. The pro, or he may have to make the most of his opportunity because Porzingis may get the ball more than him. Yeah, and he's yeah. going to need once again. I'm going to stay it tonight, and, and we'll be saying it all year. Um, he's going to need a thick skin because this is only game one, and every night he has a good night like that. Yeah. The number on his back was not going to be seven; it's going to be. <laughs> Three hundred thousand, three hundred million. Three hundred million, yeah, million. Not, not three hundred thousand, Bob. That was three hundred million thirty years he, ago. He has to live with that. Uh, anything to, else? Any other nuggets you saw from the season opener, gentlemen? Uh, um, no, I, I, I think we, we all were very happy about Pusingas. Tatum was Tatum for the yep. most part. Uh, you know, White. Yeah, I was the new. I, I hadn't seen the new look White, by the way, and not having paid much attention to the exhibitions. Uh, you know, I don't know where his hair all went, but I I haven't seen the new look. But I still like him as a ball player very much. You know, well, I, I I, they're yeah, not going to miss Marcus Smart. 
Yeah. And no, but he's not. He's who he is. And 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 Holiday, uh, Jeff, we're going to need a while for him to, you know, you wouldn't have, there was nothing special there last night. The other thing I kept thinking about this morning was, okay, we know you can look at a box score and see what the points say. Uh, uh, it's hard on television. You're not watching guys guard guys. I am I don't know what his defensive value specifically was last night. And we know that's a big part of the deal. That's a yeah. major part of the deal with right. him. Is he brings that to the table, and sure. and he may have brought that to the table in a way I wasn't paying attention to last night. So uh, I'll, I just want to say that, uh, even though we had some negative comments, optimistic is my feeling after last night's game. I think that this is the best team that they've had in the post Kevin Garnett era. I think that this is a legitimate NBA title contending team, even though they stubbed their foot. Knicks are still a good team. Knicks are well coached. Knicks have some good players. I think, you know, they were up by 12. They ended up winning by by four last night. Um, this team can win the championship. Well, they, because, yeah. They can. I, they're in, I guess they can. They're in the mix. They're in the mix. And people say to me, you want predictions? I hate predictions because, you know, for various reasons. But but I I, I certainly will go on and say uh, there's if there's at least a half a dozen contenders, and they're one of them. The they're one of them. There's no the doubt. Has got, the West has got three or four, the minimum. You know, and then yeah. we've, got, we've got Milwaukee and Boston here. And you know Miami will be a tough out as always. There's no doubt in my mind. And and uh, so, but they're in that mix, and that's all. I'm I'm happy with that. I'm very pleased with that. All right, guys, let's move along. Something from last night's game, though. Uh, what did you think about the officiating? And we always know there's a market correction when it comes to the flops. Yeah. Uh, well, and it was obviously they were obviously sending a message last night. Yeah, they were opening night. Apparently, that must have been a, a point of emphasis for the referees. Obviously, don't you think, Jeff? There must have been yeah. some of course, they've amended the flop and the flop, you know, and and uh, uh, I'm, I, I still don't think it's that hard. I still don't think the referees, they they can, they know who the actors are. They should. I, I just I just don't think it is, it's as hard as it's been made out to be for referees to to know what to do. I just don't. And, and that's just me. Well, I think the NBA, you just said it, Bob, is they want to they want to maintain their jobs. They want to get good grades, the officials, and they're oh, doing yeah. as they're told. I generally don't have a problem with the officials when it comes to things like this because they're just doing their job and as they're told, Jeff. That's all. They're trying to keep their jobs. They're trying they to keep their jobs. Absolutely. Every game. So if they don't call it the way they're told to call it. Oh, yeah. Well, no, they have to answer to a supervisor. There's no doubt. My One of my biggest things always about officials has not been things. It's temperament. It's it's. Uh, I want guys that know how to avoid trouble, walk away from trouble. Guys yep. that don't overreact. Guys that know, hey, you know, I may... If I'm going to make a, a controversial call, one way or the other, you know, you've been around. If you're a referee, certain calls are going to be materialized and you see them coming and you say, well, and you know inherently, whatever I make, some do. Someone's going to be very unhappy. And, right. and and then don't overreact and don't tease somebody up when you know the call is inherently controversial. That is stupid refereeing in it. And that's always been what's pissed me off more about you know certain referees than anything else. Snap into action this NFL season with FanDuel. America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers get $200 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place a $5 bet. That's $200 in bonus bets, win or lose. If you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there's no better time to get in on the action. The app is so easy to use. There's a wide range of betting options, including spreads, player props, over-unders, and more. So visit FanDuel.com Boston and kick off the NFL season. FanDuel, official partner of the NFL. 21 plus and present in Massachusetts. Hope is here. First online real money wager only. 
$10 first deposit required. Bonus issued is non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire seven days after receipt. Restrictions apply. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Gambling Helpline MA.org or call 800-327-5050 for 24-7 support. Play it smart from the start. GameSenseMA.com or call 1-800-GAM-1234. Uh, okay, Jeff, Any what, did, what do you think about – do you think it will come back to the middle as, as it always does? Yeah, I mean, it, it will. It's just about time. I, I thought the other thing from last night's game that – I was impressed with was the Knicks. Honestly, um, they're not that talented. They're not. I mean, they're just, you know, they got Brunson. We love RJ Barrett. Good, solid player. Julius Randle's a good player. Um, So I I think the one thing they do is they're bought in now. They play hard. And I think Brunson has kind of changed that a little bit. And some of those Villanova guys have changed that. What about quickly? It's an interesting little, he's like a shocked. Yeah. He's a he's a, a mini maxi. Correct. That's exactly. He's a poor man's maxi. Right. That's what he is. Yeah. He's, yeah. I hate to say it, but he's a poor man's Tyrese. Yeah, maxi. That, that's 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 a long career in this league. I tell yes. you that. Yeah, you can be like a Lou Williams type. Oh that well. Who, who, by the way, belongs in the Hall of Fame. Yes. He's a again. But well, the I mean, the Knicks are the Knicks are fun to watch now. They're fun to watch. They're a star away from being an actual contender. Yeah. yeah. And then even today in a post, they had one of those endless stories about what it would take to get Embiid. <laughs> I mean, it never goes away in New York. I love it. No, but it makes sense. I mean, Embiid's going to want to be traded at some point this year, I would think. So why not? If you're New York, you are positioning yourself in every way imaginable to be able to get Joel Embiid. And there's a good segue for us, gentlemen. Well, I was just going to say, speaking of Embiid, <laughs> Uh, James Harden showed up at the team flight and uh, they said, no, go kid. No, you're not making the trip. And then he left. So Jeff, your thoughts on what's going on with Mr. Harden. He has showed up. He's out of shape. He has a monitor on him. And they said, no, you're not coming with us. And it seems to, what are you hearing? I mean, you know, Maury, but I mean, you know, this guy, is he not getting the offers? Do people not want James Harden, or is he just truly being unreasonable when it comes to negotiating? Well, I think they don't want him, and they certainly don't want him at thirty-five million, right? A, a lot of people don't want him, period. But they take him if it was, you know, a, a mid-level type contract. They they roll the dice on him, but thirty-five million, you, you you just can't, you can't. And again, too many people have seen him quit over and over and over. And yeah. uh, I'm glad, you know, like to me. If I was, and again, I, we've been through this. I have such a hard time because I'm not a Daryl. I'm not in the Daryl Morey camp at all, at all. But here, I think I'm siding with Daryl Morey. Get the hell out of here. Get the hell out of here. But the problem is, again, if you do that, how do you get his trade value to a point where you might be able to deal him? It's like, what do you do here? To me, the biggest, if I'm Joel Embiid and James Harden tries to come to practice, I'm going to punch him right in the face. I'm going to punch him right in the face. Seriously. Like how pissed off does Joel have to be at this guy right now? Because he is the worst teammate you could possibly be. I I'm so tired of this guy, but I mean, one thing, but there's such a financial uh, ramification here that, that towers over everything. If you're the Sixers, you know, he's still drawing paychecks as far as we know. Right. So 
Yeah. And now it's not to play. I mean, this is preposterous. And, you know, but who would want a guy, you know, this be the third team that he walked away from, right? That he walked in. So come on. I mean, quits on, quits on. Doesn't just yeah, walk I, away from me, quits. I yeah. totally got suckered in. I thought he was oh. going to be the guy for the Nets. I did. So, I, hey, did you guys hear uh, Dan Patrick had Doc Rivers on, I think, yesterday? And he asked him about, you know, yeah. art and everything like that. And what Doc said, which I thought was interesting, he said, you know, James was great first half of last year. He was a point guard. He bought into being a point guard. He was leading the yeah. league in assists. He was great. And then he said, it all changed, he felt like, when Harden did not get voted by the coaches to the All-Star game. Everything flipped. Mm-hmm. Really interesting. Not very, very. Well, I believe it. I mean, we all know. We've heard players talk about it. And I'm not saying that this is how he feels, but I felt the impression that Jason Tatum gave me for a while that the All-Star game was more important than winning a championship. I mean, that's how these guys at least – and I'm not the, saying that's the Tatum case. Early. I'm not saying that's the case. I think as a kid – I think as right. a kid, it's a big thing to get your first it's a big one. Thing. But if right. James Harden, how many have you been to? Who I gives know. a shit? You just want to party wherever the All-Star game is. That's right. all That's all it is. You think you'd want to go to Vegas and not go to the All-Star game and party in Vegas instead. Well, that's the frustrating thing is he can dish the ball. He can run the offense. And if he's in shape – he can be a real asset. That's, That's what's it. so frustrating because when James Harden was playing well with the Nets or when he buys in with the Sixers, I enjoy watching that James Harden. I like watching him. But I must admit, I never do. I, guess like just, I know. I'm, well, you don't buy I'm the assists. So, I'm doesn't so buy far the gone on him that I'm not rational anymore. I'll be admit to that. I, ha- I, I probably have to recuse myself in many discussions because I just want him to go away. I don't want to watch him play. I never liked him when he was good, you know. He, he may have dribbled more per second than anyone in the history of the league to get sometimes to get nothing done, but oftentimes to get something done. But I, I never liked this game, ever. And the like uh, plus, plus, I hate the beard. I've hated the beard from day one. I, the beard, uh, the beard. I just love Bob. Somebody, Not all beards, his beard. The, the assists aren't real. The assists are coming out of thin air. He's paying off the yeah, scorekeeper. He's paying the scorers off, I think. I, I <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right, let's get on to a positive story. Webb and Yama, what a great debut. What, 23 minutes, 6 of 9, at 15 points uh, for the Spurs. Uh, what do you think, Bob? You've been following this guy. You have high hopes. Oh, I have high hopes. And I'm just curious. You know, I know he had a little foul trouble, but 23 minutes, I I, I, I was, wasn't, you know, I don't know. That that isn't going to be the norm, I would think. Oh, you God, know? no. But we saw glimpses, the things, the skill set is extraordinary at 7-4. Really, truly, we haven't seen anything. Truly, haven't seen anything like this at, at over at that size. We've, I mean, we got uh, we got a seven three guy could do nice things, but he's not doing the stuff. You know, he's not he's not playing the game the way Wimbayana does. Actually, they could play together. Wouldn't that be something? But but uh, uh, I still will stick with my current current characterization. He's a bigger Giannis. <laughs> he's actually he's got you know Giannis is very similar skill set. Hey, but Bob, Bob, he shot three for five from three last night. So yeah, I. He's a more skilled Giannis. Oh, okay. Even more. Yeah. And five inches taller. And Giannis yeah. is 6'11. I mean, this is a new phenomenon. I'm going to enjoy watching it. I mean, we all, he's a point. The Spurs are appointment TV for me, for, for not even a middle of the road team. Or are they? I don't know if they, we don't know what they're going to be. I don't no, know. but the best thing that could happen to the Spurs is if they finish in the lottery. That's the best thing this year, honestly, yeah. because that's the, 
maybe people will want to go there as free agents to play with Wemby. I don't I don't think they're there yet. And I'm no, San Antonio no. is not a destination, we know. So even with Wembyama, are you ever going to get a, another superstar? I mean, you could, you could. It's going to be awfully difficult. So you got to build through the draft. I think you got to stink again this year. I think you need to stink for one more year and then make a big jump. In, I mean, in- Jeff, meanwhile, I, I'd say the over-under on wow plays that we're going to get from him in each of the 82 games is 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 two. <laughs> That's pretty good. I mean, oh, my God, what did I just see plays because, yep. because of who he is at 7-4? That, I think that's going to be uh, – over is going to be two. Well, I mean, do you think he can play well, Jeff, and they can still remain in the lottery? Yeah, of course. Of course. They just – they don't have enough around him. I mean, look, you know, you look at what they're start- – Devin Vassell, good player. You know, Kelvin Johnson, solid player. Zach Collins, he's always hurt. Yeah. Uh, and Jeremy Sohan. They're all young for yeah. the most for the most part, other than Zach Collins isn't that young, but he's been hurt his whole career. and. Uh, yeah, they just they don't have enough. So no matter what, I, I think they're a lottery team. I just yeah. there's a big difference between although this year there may not be guys. You don't want to tank because this year's draft class stinks, the top. So really the difference between drafting one, two, or three and nine, ten, or eleven is not gonna be that big this year. I think you can get you know, again, you're not getting a superstar probably out of this year's draft, but what they need is another really good, like, number two guy. Could they somehow get that with Wemby or get, you know, a, a good starter that's an upgrade over what they have? Absolutely. All right, guys, to wrap it up, Bob, did you have a comment? Well, I just think a couple uh, a couple of random things. Uh, there's a guy that had a big night last night that was a, a kind of a forgotten entity, and I bet Jeff would have something to say about it, and that's Cade Cunningham. Yeah, yes. Huh? Well, you, you know how much I loved him. Yeah, and you saw what he did school. last night. Yeah, high school, college. Was hurt all last year. Um, he's so he's he's just such a good player. I hope I hope they can put enough around him, Bob. Yeah. That, like, that's my biggest worry with him. Kind of like Wemby. You know, like, are they going to be able to put enough around him that in their current franchises, they can taste the postseason more than just, like, sneaking in and then being, you know, a playing team or getting knocked out. Now, one more thing we we alluded, we mentioned the uh, All-Star game. The All-Star game, they're once again going under tinkling. They're going back to the future in a sense, going back to conference versus conference, no more of this picking the team uh, stuff. Uh, they want to make the All-Star game into some more of a game, which I, of course, I'm old enough to remember when I saw plenty of really entertainingly good basketball games played by the best players in the world who played for pride only. How about that? They just wanted to win the damn game. It was just like being on the playground, except it was the best players possible. And what happened to that mentality? I don't know. And uh, that this embarrassment, nonsensical joke of a of a farce of a you know uh, I'm feeling like I'm telling my Woody Allen here, but uh, uh, I, 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 just, oh, right. I wouldn't watch it. I wouldn't watch it. But now Adam Silver's got some religion in this thing. See how the players react to it. But we gotta try something, right? You had to try something because it was just it had become a complete. But I blame them. There shouldn't be. Why? What? Where is the pride? Well, isn't enough to say there's a. I got twelve great players, eleven great players with me, and there's twelve over there. We just want to go out and show, kick some ass, and play. What's wrong with that? I well, I'm glad, Bob. I'm glad you brought it up. I also think it behooves the, the league to do it because now the conferences are more balanced. You know, sure. and, and I, I think you know they're more balanced, but. And it's definitely better basketball. But we talked about Jason Tatum, and Jeff was right as a kid. 
you know, meaning, you know, playing in the all-star game was a big deal. I'll rephrase that. Making the all-star team just being named is a big deal. Oh, I didn't right. realize that rookies, I didn't realize that uh, the paucity of rookies just making the teams uh, that that's been common in the lately in the last 20 years. I didn't realize that, I, you know, uh, the, so um, it's a, just an honor for a rookie to just get in the damn game. And that's 24 guys. I'm, I'm surprised, but that's the way it's been. So yeah. Bobby, that's a goal for him. Yeah, and they they it doesn't matter how the it doesn't matter how the game's played. It's just they want to be there for the weekend and post but, the pictures. But, but you're right. Saying, I mean, I think I'm trying to remember. Like the last was it Magic Johnson? Was it in the early '90s? Bob, you oh, have a great memory. Oh, right? man, well, Magic after Magic was diagnosed with the HIV, right? He played in that All Star game in subsequent in July and January. I went to that game. It was in Orlando, and. And um, and he played. Did he get MVP? He played very well. I know that. What was that yeah. like? Do you remember the feel of that game, Bob? Oh what yeah, it was, like? it, it was it was it was cool. I mean, people, Magic's back. He's playing, and oh my god! And because that's when we, you know, we thought HIV meant a death sentence. Yeah, we all figured that Magic would be dead in five years. That was the world of of of, of, of HIV meant. Yeah. We all assumed he'd be dead in five years because that's what happened to people. And now he's he's thirty one two years later. He's been on this cocktail, and he's quite you know and and he and, and thank god that, that they found out that the medical science did its wonders but no we so it was kind of spooky you know we watching magics you know this we, we were enjoying while, we, while he's on this earth kind of thing oh god it was weird yeah <laughs> but i mean i think that was the last era where we saw all-star games that were fun to watch well there were yeah yeah that was um you know i covered a i've covered a couple over, overtime ones that you know i remember uh, when the tom chambers game we call it was a uh it was, it was a great game in, in uh, seattle and uh and uh I, I and bird's worst game by the way that was a very good game in washington in 1980 and larry bird became the made the the first three-pointer in all-star game history Larry made from the left corner. I remember it. But more than that, I think who the coach was, um, who it would have been, uh, well, 79 uh, East anyway, um, that uh, no, it's Billy Cunningham. It could have been. Yeah, Billy. Uh, Larry made an inbounds pass to Moses for a, for a bullet delivery for an alley-oop from out of bounds that Cunningham raved about. And 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 uh, so yeah, that's all I can tell you. And and, and I'm not an all-star game Larry played. Bob with his game. random, his absolutely random things that, that go through his head, Gary. Yeah. But, but when I've been thinking about all-star oh, games lately, you know, and because of this today, I spent the rest of the afternoon thinking about all-star games. <laughs> I'm excited to see you tomorrow night, Bob. Yeah, thank you. That's good. always good to be here. My, you know, as, as I start my 60th year of going to uh, the South. This Atlantic. is 60? Well, 1964, October 17 was my first yeah. one. I'm so tweeting. Wait, wait, I'm getting a picture of you tomorrow night before the game, and I'm tweeting <laughs> that out. Your 60th season covering the NBA. I, as everybody knows, we're recording this on Thursday. Um, there are statues of legends throughout Boston. There has to be a statue of Bob Ryan somewhere. <laughs> Who knows? Maybe it'll be at his breakfast joint in Hingham. But you know, with stories like that, he, he, Bob, you'd never cease to amaze us. Wow. Unbelievable. <laughs> and the thing that I think about is, as Larry assists with Moses, was it a year later? He said Moses eats bleep. Yes, one year later. <laughs> and on that note, yeah. that'll do it, gentlemen. Uh, and Bob says, keep an eye on Indiana. We'll get into that next week. Uh, Bob Ryan, Jeff Goodman, Tangway Along for the Ride podcast and Zoom brought to you by FanDuel, the official partner of the CLNS Media Network. Snap into action this NFL season with FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Gentlemen, until next week. New FanDuel customers can bet $5 and get 200 in bonus bets. Guaranteed. 
Plus, all customers who bet $5 will get $100 off NFL Sunday Ticket from YouTube at YouTube TV.